Welcome to Unconditional Love, a podcast where we explore coming out narratives of queer youth. I'm Anthony Russell Jerry. And I'm Frankie Younger. The Unconditional Love podcast is a part of the Youth Citizenship Narrative Project, a project focused on youth experiences with citizenship through various perspectives. These episodes explore the many sites and spaces that provide respite along the journey towards unconditional love. Specifically, our show asks us to think about coming out to oneself, friends and family, and the numerous institutions that frame our lives, as well as the conflict between the fluidity of one's personal sense of becoming and the permanence of one's being to others. Unconditional love contains subject material that some may find upsetting. However, we have tried to present these narratives in an uncensored form as to remain true to the experiences and points of view of our collaborators. Welcome back to another episode of Unconditional Love. I'm Anthony Jerry. I'm Frankie. I'm Alejandro. What's today's episode about, y'all? Uh, today we talk with Ash, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Ash is, uh, what, what's Ash talking about? Their coming out story. Mm-hmm. Coming right? out talking story. About... Tattoo is mentioned again. Tattoo. <laughs> For uh, all of okay. those tattoo heads out there. Okay. <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, coming out at a really young age to your parents and the phrase just a phase is mentioned Uh so that's a pretty common that's a pretty common one i think for a lot of people is being told especially if you're bisexual just a phase right just going through something that'll right uh we talk a lot about the internet chat rooms chat rooms and having that be like one of the only resources that you have as a, a kid with no adults to really help you sort out your feelings Uh, having that as a little outlet i guess and family expectations right yeah she talked about her they talk about their marriage so that's really interesting and Mm -hmm. then how that how that played out in their life it's a wild ride and there's some really great stories too um especially about the was it the air force oh don't don't blow it don't blow it all right no spoilers all right but uh it's a juicy one, and it's funny, too, uh, as at least I think so. But, uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's hop on over to the episode. Hey, y'all, welcome to the show. Today we have a guest, Ash, who's an undergraduate here in uh, anthropology, so we're all got that in common. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. I um, noticed that we had another Ash and since this is episode oh, six, that means thirty-three point three three percent of all guests on this podcast have been named Ash. So a third of wow. people we interview. That's that's an interesting. I think stat. that's a good stat. That's an interesting stat. Small <laughs> sample size, not, but not quite probability, right? But it's definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely a good stat. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's jump into it. So, tell us about your coming out story, your situation, what's going on. 
Um, well, I mean, the first coming out story I have is to my mother. Um, I always kind of felt weird growing up. I, I would, if I liked a girl, I would tease her and like pick on her. And my mom would always wonder like, oh, you know, you don't, the guys you hang out with, you, you know, you just wrestle with them. But like Hmm. the girls, you like pick on them, like you have a crush on them. And I'm like... Oh, well, you know, you know how it is. Kids are kids, basically. That's what I told her later on. But at the time, I didn't really have any opinion on it. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's just me. Mm. Um, but I, it's going to, this is really going to age me. But the, um, uh, I, when Tattoo, the group came out, like. <laughs> all the things you said? All the things you said. And then I saw that music video. I was really, I was like 11 and I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) would you believe it if we've told you that this is not the first time that tattoo has come up in the history of this podcast? And I still don't know what that song is. Oh, Uh, you should hear it. It's good. Anyway. So that's a YouTubeable moment. Yes, it is. That means we're about the same age, I think, then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I looked at that and I'm like, oh, that's, I can do that. I can actually just go off my feelings and like. I don't know, kiss a girl and like feel all these things. And like, you know, now I have a word for it, which is like validated. I felt validated at the time, but I did not have any. I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I researched into it. I tried to learn Russian for like three years. Mm -hmm. And then like um, I came to my mom and it was really popular. And I go, hey, mom, like I need to, you know, talk to you for a second. And, you know, she like, you kind of dismiss it. She's like, okay, yeah, come on, let's talk. So were you like 11 or 12 at this point? Yeah, I was okay. 11 or 12, wow. but I had felt I had felt this way since I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Like where I can be like, oh, this is like legit how I feel. Like I like girls. I'm not really sure what else to do with it. I like boys too, but like not to that extent. And um, I would see my other like friends come along and be like, oh, look at that cute boy. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> Big uh, <mood>. <laughs> <laughs> So I sat down with her and I'm, I just start crying before I even like get any words out. I'm like, mom, like there's, you know, I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, but now I don't, I don't think there is, but I think you should know. And she's like, what, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I think I like, I think I like women. I like girls. I like, I, I want to hold their hands. I want to kiss them on the cheek. I want to take them out to the movies and, um, She's like, but you want to do that with boys too, right? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she's like, well, you know, I think it's just a phase. Mm. She's it's she's like, come back to me later on. I, you know, what you're going through, everybody goes through at some point in their life. And was she was she? I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. Okay. You. Was was she, was she was she right about that? You felt that way about boys too. Um, right the question or, or she was um to an extent <clears throat> because she saw me like i had like a couple like quote unquote boyfriends right. where we would hang out all the time together and like when we were like five he kissed me in the back of the car and we were friends since then yeah. so she's like oh that's your boyfriend like basically uh, as okay. you're younger and i'm like no he's like my friend that i just happened to like he kissed mm. me when we were young right, right. um so i hung out with mostly boys but that's just because i got along with them they did stuff i wanted to do all the girls my age were putting on makeup and wearing dresses and we had to go to like these etiquette classes where i went to cotillion yeah oh boy 
it was not a fun time and like i would come home and i cry i'm like mom i don't know why girls do these things they don't need to impress anybody they're beautiful and my mom was like well it's just you know to learn you know how to properly you know find somebody and like maybe like i don't know i can't even remember the explanation she gave me but it was basically like stereotypical as in you kind of need to be pretty for men mm. and like when you're not you're not being true to what your true potential will be and i'm like so like even at a very young age you like you want to put makeup on or are you going out like that are you, you know are you going out without makeup i'm like uh yeah i am and um it was it would be like a a sore point to like be more feminine um so what she didn't know is that like saying that like oh it's a phase i like was like you know everything at that point she said in my life oh it was gold it's gonna be a phase right. mm. um so i went through a few years and i'm like any day now i'm just gonna you know phase out phase out of this oh. <laughs> and so i completely i was like okay i don't if it's just a phase i don't really need to think about this and i'm just gonna completely ignore it mm. but the more i ignored it the more like tension mm. in the back of my mind grew and like I was like messed up. I would have nightmares. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Um, and I just kept pushing it away and thinking it's going to go away. But That's, it didn't. Can I ask you a question? Uh -huh. okay, um, what type, where did you grow up? Like what, like you don't have to say town or name or state or. Where? I've been a little bit of everywhere. Um, okay. All along um, the western side of um, America and like in the central area. So like California, Nevada, Colorado, uh, Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, I've experienced very accepting, you know, areas and very like, like redneck areas for, to put it bluntly, like very, you know, closed minded. Mm. Like, could you describe them a little bit more or like, what was one experience that you had in that, in that redneck, um, space that you said? Um, well, like by the time I had moved to Kansas, I have basically, um, I knew I liked women and I knew that I felt still kind of strange. So um, I remember there, it was a small, small town. There was 500 people in this town. There was literally like <laughs> two stores. Um, one was like a movie theater and the other one was like a Walmart. And oh yeah, we had an Applebee's. That was it. <laughs> How old were you when you um, moved there? Um, I had just turned 10. Okay. Oh, yeah. So this is before then yeah. the moment before I came out to my mom. Oh, okay. Um, and for the life of me, I don't think I went to school there. I didn't go to a public school there. Okay. I think okay. I was home taught. Okay. Um, but like we would all, my parents were always like, "Oh, you need to, you know, hang around kids." So we would go to these like, I don't even know how to describe them. Like the community would put on these events where kids could get together, and like socialize, and. Like, it was really hitting me hard then. And, um, like, I would always just go over to the cute girls and, like, stand there and not know what to do. <laughs> and um, then my mom was like, oh, there's a cute boy over there. Why don't you go talk to him? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good right here. Like, this is my area. That's where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> where I, wanna be. <laughs> I have, you know, the view is great from here. <laughs> a room with a view. <laughs> but, no, I, so I was very awkward and I didn't know how to talk to, um, other girls especially since i didn't relate to anything that they wanted to talk about oh. so i would just stand there and i'd be very awkward um a couple parents would come up to me and be like 
and just said some stuff like, you know, you need to go over there. You need to, you're just, you're looking weird. Just go talk uh, to the boys. And I'm like, I don't <clears throat> want to talk to the boys because all they wanted to do was talk about sex. Even, and we were the same age. Really? Yeah. Um, this town, like I live next to like, um, like a woman's house, uh-huh. like for young women. There was from ages like 11 to 16. And more than half of them were pregnant. Really? Oh. So, so they were middle-aged already mm-hmm. in, in, that, in that count of five. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> ten, wow. years, ten years old, you were already in the, your sexual prime, oh, I guess. Wow. Yeah. It's, and I was like, <laughs> I don't relate to anything that they're saying yet. Right. Yeah. So. Did you feel any pressure to like, to um, be sexually active or anything like that? Um, no, honestly, I had, I mean, I liked people, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really pinpoint like why I liked them. I just thought I liked okay. them. So could, maybe, maybe then, maybe then, uh. So if we sort of jump forward in the timeline, mm-hmm. but backwards in our timeline, when we started started the the story, um, h- how did you make that sort of distinction, right, between sort of the emotional um, sense that you had of what it meant to like somebody? Because you know, if your if your mother said, "Well, you like boys too," and you said, "Well, yeah, sure," but you seem to have had an understanding that like meant something else. Where you might have liked somebody just fine, but you liked somebody else, right? It's yeah. So I had a distinction as in like, hey, like the friends I hang out with, like I want to go do, do things with them. Yeah. Um, but when I liked somebody, all I wanted to do was like hold their hand. Okay. And like be in like in touching distance, like right. hugging somebody all the time or right. like um, like giving them kisses on the forehead, that kind of thing. Right. Whereas like my male friends like, I tackled them. I didn't hug them. Right. You know, I didn't, you know, or I kept my distance. I didn't feel that kind of close, intimate thing where like, hey, you know, how are you doing, buddy? And I put my, you know, right. my elbow on their shoulder. I didn't do that. <laughs> so um, so with, with your male friends, then it was more sort of the activity sort of defined the relationship. While mm-hmm. with, other f- with other folks, it was more being with them was the activity. Yeah, I was content with just being right. in the, that person's right, space. Right. Okay. Versus, let's go do something. And and do you think then that there was a sort of I, I'm stuck on the whole your your mom's response to you know trying to sort of correct what what appears to be sort of correct behavior, mm. but but is there is there sort of a I don't I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to ask is sort of how it is that we trust right uh, sort of adults in 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 our in our world. Um, to help us make sense of our emotions, mm. but oftentimes they seem to be the folks that maybe we shouldn't trust because they ask us to mistrust our own feelings around our emotions. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that seems to be with with all kinds of stuff. But I mean, in this particular, it's know, only experience. recently that I've kind of like forgiven her for that. Really? Like within the past mm. like year and a half, like I just came to her and I was like, you know what? What you said <clears> that <throat> night when I, you know, when I was trying to basically tell you exactly what's going on in my little mind yeah and then you just basically dismiss it um she goes she told me she apologized and she's like you know i didn't know what to say i didn't know what to do she's like i went through something very similar um she's like when i was young you know i had like this really big crush on one of my girlfriends and she's like if that feeling would have continued then yeah maybe i could have been like considered bisexual or something she's like but it went away Mm. like i didn't i never had that kind of feeling again for anybody else of the same sex 
And I'm like, and she's like, I kind of figured maybe you're going through something similar. Right. So she, she was basically said like, I'm so sorry that I dismissed your feelings, but you know, I was just going off my own experience because, uh, her family, there's nobody that like identifies with the LGBT community. Really? Um, you know, very like feminine men, but like that doesn't mean anything. Right. So mm-hmm. like that's all she had to go off of. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one when we look to folks to help us make sense of of things that we think you know other folks should have either the authority or the experience to deal with. And oftentimes, I you know we 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 get disappointed with those kinds of things, you know. Yeah, you know the way I dealt with it when I was um, younger is. Like, if I didn't have the internet and, like, AOL Instant Messenger to be able to talk and communicate with people who are like me, I really don't know what I would have done. Because I was an only child. I didn't have... All I had to talk to, if I wanted to talk to somebody face-to-face, we were always moving. I didn't have, like, a constant friendship, like, with anybody. It was my mom. It was my dad. So, um, you know, that's the only thing I had was to reach out. And then she would be like, why are you on that all the time? And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? It's the only, like, outsourcing of, like, you know, humanity that I have Mm -hmm. to talk to, you know, and sort my problems through without being like, hey, mom, want to hear, like, every little thing that's on my mind? Let's go at it. You're going to hate hate it. (laughs) So that means you had to come out on online spaces, no? Yeah. On digital spaces? Um, Yeah. I, you know, I, it's coming out as a relative term because I just went to the gay spaces. And right. I, I was just, you know, if oh, you're there. So the expectation was already there that you were Oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. had to be there for a reason. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We grew up in an interesting, like, <clears throat> liminal generation of the internet. Mm. But, like, yeah, I was on AOL chat and I would go on the little chat rooms and stuff. And it's like, the internet seems to be such a good resource for for queer folks who like don't have anywhere else to turn like I'm very grateful for the internet even though it was kind of rudimentary when Mm -hmm. I was kind of growing up but as it got more like like accessible (coughs) you got mail it was like a Tom Hanks movie or what like is that is that that, you never see that you got mail oh I'm I'm an old guy now Tom Hanks. I'm just. I'm so joking. Oh, I, I know exactly. I know, I know what movie you're talking about. I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> that was ugly. That's the uglier side of Frankie. That was. That's the. That's that's yeah. We like to have fun. That's the uglier side of Frankie. <laughs> comes out every once in a while. Yeah, it's hurtful. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is like, you do you have the same kind of like perhaps gratitude or oh yeah yeah right like it, it was it was a night and day difference because like people who i saw in everyday life that if i'm like hey i want to talk to you about this i don't know you right. they were more judgmental but like the internet was very accepting okay. so like you had you know nobody knew who you were no you know you could you could go to one chat room and go like you know, maybe I feel like more of a guy today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to present that way on this chat form or, you know, and then go to another one and do something different, something that you're feeling in that moment. And nobody knew. Nobody knew you were the same person. Was like, it okay? Was it was there a dark side to that, though? I, I don't know, because mm-hmm. I, I grew up kind of chat rooms never made sense to me because I grew up kind of, I guess, after maybe chat rooms had become sort of a, a um, 
popular thing. So by the time I guess, you know, it was like this crazy thing, it didn't really make any sense to me. But I remember talking to like friends, for example, right in like fifth grade, sixth grade, and you know, talking about the things that kids talk about sex and these kinds of things. And, and they know anything about this stuff, right? And so you get this real sort of skewed sense of, you know, what sex is supposed to be like, mm -hmm. um, uh, all of the, you know, just the emotions around sex and, and the curiosity around sex. And I wonder how it is then that as a, as a young person, you would navigate sort of the, the do's and don'ts or the yes and no's and all of that stuff of, of sexuality in the chat room. Mm. especially some of the stuff that I've read about chat rooms. Oh, can boy. Be, can, be, it, can be bad, yeah. I don't know about your experience, but, like, for me, I learned that really quickly. Like, there are some, you know, people who are going to, like, be very creepy about sex and, like, want you to send pictures. Right. And you just navigate through that space. Some Chris Hansen shit. Yeah. Like, to catch, a to catch a predator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, you, you came across that all the time. Yeah. And like, it was just, it, honestly, it was a daily thing. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, if you didn't get like dick pics on like a regular basis sent to your like messenger, I was like, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. But, our, but our, so, so, so this From is. From adults. Of the... Like, oh. I was 11, knew. and these would be like 22 and, year olds. And they knew that we were like, did you, Hi, I'm 13. It's like ASL old. 11, you know. Yeah, I'm like, like, and like, <laughs> how about you? 32? Okay, that's weird. <laughs> or they would lie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. I'm 12. So, so one of the one of the things that we've been sort of getting on our on our sort of brand new podcast is uh is the difference between sort of sex and sexuality and how a lot of folks come out and their coming out experience is not, I mean, usually around sort of the act or, or, or practice of sex, but it's more about sort of feelings and emotions. It, uh, to, to say it's sort of uh, uh, elementary, right? But, mm -hmm. but what I mean to, to ask is, were the chat rooms sort of explicitly about sex or? Some of them were. Really? Yeah. Um, some of them were like, you know, I don't know anything about this topic. I'm going to go in here. Yeah. And I'm going to try to absorb as much as I can what like lesbian sex is like you know I'd go into the lesbian chat rooms of people looking mm. to have like you know instant messaging sex or like that's crazy. Oh. That's crazy and I would just be I would watch and I would read this and I'd be like okay so and that's what happens so that's what happens wait oh, so gosh. <laughs> was that like 90s internet was, was wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay so you would be in a chat room mm -hmm. and there would be like people like Se like sexting or like cybering like mm. and you would and in front of like <laughs> other people and just out in the open well like you know it would have a constant like you you would go in those spaces yeah. and then you would have people who would like private message you but there would be the oh. group message mm -hmm. where it's a constant thing of different conversations going on at once at one time right? yeah right. and so you're like scrolling through and i'm like Okay, so okay, I gotta look up what that word means, oh. and then like, I got I okay, and they're doing what? Okay, okay, oh, wow. so and there seems to be a general thing. I think I get the gist, and but then like eventually when I figured it out and I knew, but it, it was just like this is intriguing. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't sound totally disgusting to me. Hmm. Like, hmm, I wonder. Well, yeah, because it's the other side of of sexuality that a, an adult will never 
like reveal to you right. for fear of like corrupting you or like or you're, you're gonna make them want it at a young age right. and it's yeah. like no i just kind of want to know details just to know yeah. like it doesn't necessarily mean that i want to jump into having sex with people but, I, but like, ironically yeah. adults would reveal it like openly and on the internet right with no problem oh, yeah. oh, not oh, to you yeah. though you couldn't find a resource for nope. it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you would get it somewhere else too your friends on like at the playground or something like you said yeah like, like that right You're it was weird to it. it was weird like and it was just the men and they would be like you know talking about like blowjobs and stuff at like and they were themselves like 10 or 11 and i'm like what i don't know what this is yet yeah you and mean you mean in uh, in, in person in person yeah okay yeah. okay and so then I would go back and go home and go online and figure out what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let me ask you this, though. The, what did you then, with all of that information you got in the chat rooms, right, when it, when it sort of related to your own sense of, of, of your sexuality, did you just hold on to it for later? Did you store it? Or did you, was there a place where you could go then sort of cross-reference and say, hey, I heard about this on the Internet, and then talk to someone who might have helped you make sense besides the 10 year old boys who were talking about you know, <laughs> blowjobs and whatever else the only thing i really had was books uh, so okay. i i would read books all the time so i would try to i would go through like the library and at the time a lot of the libraries didn't have like a lot a huge like lgbt section so like i was lost and i had to go to like more straight novels and i'd be like okay well uh, there's sex in this like mm -hmm. maybe this will show me the more mature emotional side of it okay. rather than the pure sexual side of it oh. um so i actually would read those and i'd be like okay mm -hmm. i think i get what the emotions are connected with too when it comes to sex but right. you know it's just a story i don't know how much faith i would pl place in this mm. um, but no i didn't have anybody to like talk to and be like hey um, I want to talk about this is the stuff that we're, I've right. learned lately. I didn't really have anybody like that. Mm. I mean, I had my mom, but if I had brought stuff up like that, mm -hmm. it would be like a thousand questions. <laughs> like, and it would, it wouldn't just be one session. I would be grilled for like the rest of the year. Like and no more computer for the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would get punished for it. She would take away, if I wouldn't have like questions and she'd be like, you know what? That's influencing you. Uh, and so I, that my one resource to the outside world would be taken away. Right. And like, it was devastating. Wow. So, so then I guess, uh, you, so, so before I kind of interrupted you, mm -hmm. um, you had started to say that after that experience with your mom, you were waiting for, you know, maybe any day this feeling would go away mm -hmm. and, it, and it never went away. Right. So never how, went away. how did you then sort of was that another moment in the coming out process where you yeah you actually i actually became or? pretty reckless about it oh, okay um i was involved in a thing called cap uh, which is um civil air patrol it's okay. an auxiliary of the air force you oh, go okay. there and you can learn how to fly planes you can become part of search and rescue missions right. for things like natural disasters and whatnot right. and um i was at like the snella squadron and one one time one of our squadrons came to meet with a different one and um, it's the first time I've ever been there. And um, I saw this girl, this other squadron, and we just instantly like connect. Mm. And like, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on here. Like, is she like me? Like, I don't, and I'm, we haven't talked yet. We're just kind of staring at each other from across okay, the room. Okay, the gay stare. Or yeah, the gay oh, yeah. stare. <laughs> And it's a thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's real. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh god, and she's really, really cute. Like, so I just went up to her and I was like, do you want to spend the night? 
And whoa, yeah, <laughs> I like you know our parents. If we were involved in CAP, if we tell our parents that we've known each other and we've seen each other, and man, just be like, hey, just do you want to like spend the night? And she's like, yeah. I didn't even know her name when I asked her this. Really? <laughs> yeah, so smooth. And, wow. Um, <laughs> we went to my parents, went to her parents, and they agreed. <clears throat> And Did you like, learn her name at that point? Yeah, but I don't remember it now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what a smooth criminal you are! Whoa! She's like, no. <laughs> jeez, jeez. All right, easy, easy, easy. But okay, need to know more about this. Um. So the entire ride home, I'm panicking, and I'm like, oh, I don't know her. I don't know her at all. But she's cute. And that's all, it, was, it was those two fighting battles. It's like she's cute, but I don't know her. But she's cute. Okay. So, <laughs> what type of feelings did you like besides physical attraction? Did you have anything else? Or I wanted to throw up. Like I was so nervous. Like I was like I don't know. I'm like I did this, and I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I don't know what I expect. I don't know what the expectations are of this. I can now put it into words, but at the time I was like, uh, uh, uh. but like now I can realize that oh. You know, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know if, like, like I have a, a, an assumption that she's, like, in on this for the same reasons. <laughs> but who knows? Like, maybe she's not. Maybe, you know, I'm reading this completely wrong. So I was freaking out. Okay. So we go to my room, and we just start talking. I show her my stuff. And um, we're sitting on the bed. And, like, I just kiss her. Like, it, she was talking about something, and I just went in and kissed her. <laughs> That was the first That's time I ever kissed yeah. somebody. You just kind of, yeah. That's how it's done, right? The, yeah. the, the manual says yeah. that, right? Stop, Stop, two. Yeah. Stop talking. Stop Enough of that. that. Chapter one. And I was terrified. But but uh, I realized as soon as like I kissed her, I was like, I want to do this forever. I don't like, I, I don't want to. Mm. Like the boys that I've kissed, you know, like nothing. This, this was it. This, I knew. Like, oh no, like, this is not going away. Yeah. So, I'm like, my mom was wrong. And this is, I, I can't imagine this feeling never being there when I kissed a girl. Uh, so. So that was the moment of commitment. Oh yeah. To, to yourself, not to somebody else, but to, to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I realized, oh, this is, this is fantastic. I was mm -hmm. really excited. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is so much better than anything I've ever experienced. Did you get butterflies? Or like yeah. sparks? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was the first time, like, I, here's the thing, like, I have a different version of butterflies now that I'm older. Like, but at the time, it was more nervousness and, like, you know, I guess the unknown. But now that I know what to expect, even if I really like someone, I don't get the same kind of butterflies, if oh. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, she spent the night. Did you guys talk? Good story. Um, well, I mean, we tried. We well, God. Did I don't you? know if I should. T uh, like, okay, it's not. It's well, she spent the night, and we like attempted to do stuff. Uh huh. But like, I was nervous, and I realized I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I might have read all this stuff on the internet, mm -hmm. but like, the act of it's not that I don't want to do. It. I just don't want to a hurt her. Be like, be bad you mean, at like, it. Physically, yeah. Hurt her, okay. like, and because it'd be the first time of my any 
anytime that I'm is trying, my I'm first sexual to, experience. I'm trying so. to give you a way out to be sensitive yeah. here. Like you didn't want to emotionally hurt her. Um, I'm just teasing. No. I'm just teasing you. I, I wasn't actually thinking of that until <laughs> right. the morning after. It was right. like, oh, I don't well. want to emotionally hurt her. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Okay. So I stopped and I'm, and she got, she was pissed. Oh. Like she was just pissed with me. Really? Yeah. And, um, to the point where like, she gave me like such, I've never mm. seen a look in somebody's eyes that were so hurtful and mean. And she went to bed. And I was like, okay. And um, so I didn't sleep at all that night. And I'm like, like, oh my God, what did I do? Like the one person I meet that's like me and I mess up and she is not gonna like me anymore. She's gonna go home and she's, I'm never gonna speak to her again. And then I realized I stayed up all night. My dad made his pancakes. I'm like, and I also am feeling this weird emotion. Like after, like, cause we did some things. We didn't do everything though. And I'm like, oh, like, what is this? Like, why am I, the pit, is the pit of my stomach hurting so much? And like, why am I like on the verge of tears? Like, what is this emotion? I could not put my word, you know, get words to come out that even resembled what I was feeling. Right. So, um, when was she it like up, a disappointment? It wasn't. It, well, I guess it could be. Um, it was more like a disappointment, not more with myself than with the entire situation. And um, it was like almost like a depressive feeling as well. I would say it's like I was mad, very depressed, saddish, and scared. I was so scared. So when she woke up, um, I'm like, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm like, I'm feeling all this stuff. I'm, I don't know what to call it. I'm like, I just mm-hmm. need to talk to you about it. And she's like, later. And um, she eats her pancakes, and she's like, I got to go. And she leaves. And um, before she, she left, um, be, I didn't get her number. And my mom had gotten it, actually, because she's like, you know, you guys got to exchange numbers. I want to talk to her mom before she sleeps over. So I had gotten her number that way and I waited a day and everything was just spiraling worse. I was feeling, you know, a lot worse than just like a few hours ago. And I call her and I'm like, hey, can we talk now? Because I need to like figure this out. And she's like, don't ever call me again. Hmm. And uh, she's like, she's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't want any attachment. Like, she had already gone through this or something. Now that I think about it, she's like, you know, she was more experienced than I was. Oh. And, like, you know, she expected something. I didn't pull through. Right. And now I was a waste of her time. That's how she no treated idea. me. I had you no had idea no what idea. that was going yeah, on. Yeah, so it was, from your perspective, it was it was the first time for everybody, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. So there was no way you could have even imagined that she was just on a whole nother level yeah yeah no. <laughs> oh, she was the same age as me too oh, so that's gotta hurt yeah. that's gotta hurt oh yeah it killed me yeah and it like i remember for the next year i was like i don't want to look at anybody because like i'm attracted to almost everybody <laughs> okay so like i stayed away from everybody and like i just kind of talked to the one or two friends that i had and like i played games that's i kind of just isolated myself it's um, too bad. Some yeah. some some kids I think have have the luxury of being able to go talk to someone about that, and then someone will set them straight. And be like, oh, it's not you. It's not your fault. It's just you know, it's just how weird things are, right? And then you might have been able to say, okay, put that in context, try again, right? Yeah. But in your situation, is you know, 
And also I thought like, oh, I found the one, you know, other lesbian in the world in, in the, the world <laughs> and I blew it. And now uh, I can't even talk to her about this, how I'm feeling about this issue. Now you gotta move to China. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like, man, I need to get out of this country. That's how I felt <laughs> when I was a little kid. Dig a hole straight through. He's like, I'm I'm learning yeah, Russian. Why don't I go to Russia? <laughs> so so did that then sort of mark the moment that you then sort of you know, started coming out to the world or how, what has that process been like? Or no, is that, uh, has that happened? Or? I wasn't talking about it with anybody. Um, after I told my mom and, you know, I kind of got that reaction. I was like, eh, I'm not going <laughs> to open my mouth about this issue. Right. Um, it wasn't until that Christmas after that, um, my family got together and um, I really love my um my cousin and um he was he was the youngest of them and i felt like he could connect more with me he would go out on hikes with me we would talk about anything mm -hmm. so i i just kind of started crying at christmas i go in my room and i realized okay i need to talk to somebody and i just need somebody to at least listen to me not they don't necessarily have to say anything back to me mm -hmm. so i i went back out there I know, I made sure I was not crying. I didn't want anybody to realize what was going on. So I was very sneaky about it, even though I'm like, how are they going to know now? But like, I was like, oh God, everybody's <laughs> going to know. I'm going to walk gay and somebody's going to know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm like, please, I really need you to uh, go on this walk with me. Please go on this walk with me. And um, he's like, yeah, sure. And we go and we walk for like four hours. And I just tell him everything that's on my mind since like day one of like me figuring this stuff out. Mm -hmm. And he just listens. And he told me, he's like, I, you're still the same person. I don't care. He's like, you know, I'm sorry that you went through this. Um, he's like, but you, you talk like this, as this, this is not normal. This is normal. He's like, people go through this all the time. He's like, you'll find people. And... You know, and he's like, "You have me." So that's powerful. Yeah, <laughs> I guess no one had really told you that in person before, huh? Like, mm -mm. this is a normal thing. Mm -hmm. My mom said she would love me no matter how I am, but it wasn't the same after she rejected me. That's like, an insane way sense. to put it. <laughs> I love you, even if no you're broken. No matter, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, no I mean, that's, that's, that's what kind of awful what, person you are. That, yeah, like, because, oh, okay. Yeah, but the thing is, parents. You know, we say we say weird things sometimes, right? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll love you even if you're if you're not like everybody else, or and, it, and it's supposed to be supposed to come from this place of like acceptance, right? But it's really this weird kind of. Uh, I don't know what to do, and I'm oh. I'm supposed to be the person to guide you through life, right? Not yeah. To do that. It's tough. Oh yeah. It's tough. Um, but no, I came away from the hike, and I was like, you know, I'm like, we didn't, we we stopped talking, but we walked back. But the entire walk back, I was just crying, yeah. and he was letting me cry, <clears throat> and I was like, and but we got near the house, and he was, he's like, okay, we gotta make sure you don't look like you're crying, so. You know we we figured that out like and we went in and i just remember walking through that doorway and i was like my world had changed mm -hmm. it was so like i didn't have to i mean i didn't feel scared it was just like walking through that threshold on the other side was just like relief for the first time i've ever felt 
and it was really powerful. So that was that was the real moment then, huh? Mm-hmm. Just getting back and realizing, oh, I'm not alone. Wow. Mm. That that's interesting. We we've we've had you know we've talked to a bunch of different folks, and I mean you know you imagine that everybody's story is sort of different, but at the same time, kind of similar, mm-hmm. right? Just because these are things that sort of we're set up to 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 interact against you know the world with, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing is you had all these in in your the way you're sort of telling us about the experience you had all of these experiences but still didn't add up to that moment when a lot of the folks that we've talked to never had sort of a sexual experience but still ended up doing the coming out and committing to coming out in their own sexuality before they even had a sexual experience right yeah Mm -hmm. and so interestingly you're telling us you know about sort of the the opposite side of that of having these experiences but still having to do the uh sort of emotional work, right? I guess the committing mm, part to mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah. The sorting. Nah, that's, yeah, that's a good way to say like it. Filing Just, it away yeah. or not. Yeah. Opening Organizing, the file up. Yeah. <laughs> Organizing your data, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question, though. Mm-hmm. So when we go on, like, when you go dating and stuff, do you still think about that one day that you went on that walk with your cousin? Do you reflect on that? I think about it all the time, and it's okay. sad. I don't talk to him anymore. Mm. Oh, okay. We are, me and him are estranged. Really? So, mm-hmm. does that, as does in that like bad do? blood or something? As in like, um, something happened with, um, his father and which is my uncle and my mother, which is his aunt. Oh. And it tore the family apart. And now that neither side talked to each other. Oh. And, um, when I got married, mm-hmm. um, I actually, it had been after everything had happened and I'm like, Hey, please come. And he's like, I can't. Oh, well. Wow. So it completely did like a 180. Like he was like very, you know, loving and accepting in the beginning. And to the point where like, I can't go against my father. I'm mm. sorry. Oh. So. Did it seem like he wanted to, but couldn't? It was hard to tell. It's all over text. You know. Uh, okay, yeah. I didn't have his number at the time. Otherwise I would have called. Mm-hmm. But Certain things just you don't do, I guess, right? So right. Certain lines don't get crossed. It's weird. We we follow each other on social media because I do want to see him once in a while. So I'll look at his pictures because I miss him. And like, but I know better than to contact and he knows better than to contact me too. And even though I've have been like, hey, you can at any time. I'm here. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. So it's like a conflict of interest, right? Yeah. So That's yeah. such an awful yeah. feeling when you can't like talk to someone, but there's this mutual like kind of low key <laughs> understanding that you can observe each other's social media, mm-hmm. but like to actually contact directly is a violation of some kind of unspoken like rule. <laughs> rule. Yeah. And that's that tears me up so much with like certain <clears throat> people that yeah. It's, it's 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 an awkward thing to have to go through. It's a weird weird life that we live in now yeah. all connected and like i can see what you're doing even but though not i'm not connected, there right but yeah. disconnected yeah because you can't actually reach out to somebody so what good is a what good is a connection then you know yeah yeah some somebody was telling me that uh we were talking about our sons and they were saying that uh their son was doing all this texting with someone and so the dad said hey why don't you just give him a phone call and then the son was like, what? I can't. She'll never talk to me again. If I, if I call her, then she's going to think I'm weird. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't make a phone call, but you can do all of this yeah. texting and all Send kinds pictures. of... Send pictures. Yeah, well, that's yeah. weird, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. So, you respond with, uh, 
Send it to a text with a phone call. Who does that? Right. Yeah. The, new, the new norms. That's why I'm a creep. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes you just want to say it. It's so much easier to just say something than to type it all out yeah, yeah. in text. Yeah. But I guess it depends who you're talking to because yeah. it could be considered weird. Right. Yeah. yeah. Weird yeah. etiquette yeah. for the internet. Or, or That's why you miss all, the boundaries. And weird mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways too, right? Yeah. yeah. I just got a text from someone, uh, uh, this working group, and they said uh, something that there was no way could have been misconstrued except for the fact they then sent a follow-up text which then made me wonder why i didn't misconstrue it misconstrue it in the first place and then i was like wait what <laughs> so someone said hey so so and so and so and i um have agreed to work on chapter two no work on chapter two and then the follow-up text was i mean for the project laugh out loud <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you thinking? What what are, what are the other possibilities? Yeah. <laughs> so why laugh out loud and why clarify your text unless there's something you're thinking about that I would, that never was even coming through the text. Well, it's awkwardness, you know? Lol has become more of a punctuation than an actual expression of... of... Oh, is it? Is that what I'm... Is that yeah, what that's I'm how saying? I use it. Yeah, yeah lol like has now end. become the, le- like the... the diet uh, period mm-hmm. yeah, that's how punctuation you use it too, mark. To separate an idea. Yeah, really? that's what yeah. I use it for, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I was... I was confused well now you know yeah i guess so. it's weird right (laughs) so now i say when i truly want to to convey that i'm uh enjoying or laughing i say lameo which is laughing my ass off just to which is a step up from lol so that's like uh now you know i'm not just punctuating like i actually am laughing at what you're saying yeah, see, okay, because that, that, that whole thing then creates all kinds of rooms room for sort of misunderstandings. Yeah. You know, imagine then if you add uh, sort of sexuality into the mix. Right? Ooh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> mix signals. I'd hate, I'd hate to be 15 when I, I, I'd hate <laughs> it. it was just, I wouldn't even know what to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Me neither. Right. I think you would know because you'll be like surrounded by people doing the same thing. Thank you, because that makes me sound old by saying something like that. I appreciate the, yeah. the perspective there and bringing it back into... Reality. Making, me sound, making me sound like an old guy. This guy, Joker, huh? That's nice. So, so then, so then, are you are you out to the to the world now? Has that process been sort of solved? Or? Um, I am. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Really? Like I I wear something on my outfit or person that is very gay every day. Yeah, very gay. <laughs> gay very every gay. Day. All right. I'm gay every day. Okay. All right. um, okay. Full time gay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's your first, that's your first get album. It comes with benefits. That's, your first, that's the name of your first album. I'm gay. You got a gay. signal. <laughs> I dress, uh, you know, like how I want to dress to show the world that this is who I am now. Right. You know, if you don't like me, then, you know, you can right. Mm-hmm. right. Then you can keep your distance. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like a weird, like, signal that you put on mm-hmm. to kind of. I just give somebody a look. If I'm, like, irritated at them, I'm like, <laughs> wow, you're good at that. Um. And, and they leave. They, they just leave. I felt it over here. <laughs> and that usually solves most of my problems. Mm. Oh, that's good. So, so when, when, if if you don't mind me asking, you, you mentioned you had been married or you are married. No, I'm um, almost divorced. Oh, I'm, really? Yes. Okay. Um, actually, I got married only about three years ago mm-hmm. but we were together since i was 14. oh wow so oh. we were together for a long time oh. but like you know it 
it's not anything I would um, I regret, but like I'm in this new stage of my life, and I love I love how I am now, and I've never been as happy as I am at this moment. So, what's Speaking. the difference between who you are now and who you were when you decided to get married? Um, very. Um, I was very suppressing like how I am. Like um, I was not out um, to people. Like people who knew me. Uh-huh. Um, so does it, that mean you were married to a, a guy? A man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. That's yeah. what I was trying. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to guess or, or. But that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I oh, was okay. married to a man. Um, oh. You'd be surprised. That's not that uncommon of a, of a thing to go through. Yeah. Really. Mm. <laughs> but man, that just sucks. I I know what the, how how to go through that, and I'm like, oh god, I'm yeah. so sorry for like anybody who else who has to go through this. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was just, um, anybody who like knew me knew that like, I like women. I, Mm. I consider myself bisexual and, um, you know, but I just, I never, ever got a chance to explore it. Um, so like really, really explore it. Like actually having the sex that I probably should, would have had if I had not been like, I don't know, 11 with that one woman. Mm. (laughs) Um, but no, I. Um, I never explored it and because I was in that relationship and even though I talked to him about it and it would keep me up at night, he was like, no, he's like, you know, you're with me. Mm. So be with me. Mm. And I didn't, you know, I didn't get to talk to anybody about it for a long time. It's still, um, I had my friends but most of them, well, at the time were like, I'm straight. I don't know what your problem is. Mm. A lot of them now are like, yeah, you know what? I wish I would have talked to you about it back then because like I'm gay and like <laughs> you could have we could have like discussed this more and I'm like, yeah, and you could have helped me with my problems too. Uh-huh. But you know, that's fine. Some people need their own time. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, that's, that's a key piece right there mm-hmm. because after hearing hearing your narrative in the beginning, I think without that there would have been the assumption that after that it was all sort of you know, what do they say uh Kittens and bubbles, mm. right? That it was all just. Do they say that? Mm, kittens no. and bubbles. No, no uh, I don't. I've never heard that. I've never heard, heard that. I need Urban so, Dictionary right now. Yeah. So, uh, so they would have thought, you know, maybe that 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 at that moment, you know, you finally figured it out, and then there you were, sort of on your way, right? But no, huh? Mm-mm. Hmm. Um, I had like a long distance relationship um, with a girl before I met him, uh-huh. but. Um, no, like at the time, I was just so in love with him, and then like a lot of things happened, and but I and I just kind of stayed with him, it wasn't really out of like, um, the bond that I had when I was with him when we were young. Oh, I see. So it kind of just faded, but like, uh, no, like I remember like trying so hard to break up with him, <laughs> and I just couldn't, like it was that kind of relationship. Really? So, yeah. When I finally got the balls to do it, I was already married, and I'm like, I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) But it takes two, though, right? I mean, oftentimes oftentimes it takes the other person to be willing to be broken up with sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. And he was just never willing. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, like, it would be the next day. I'd be like, oh, I broke up with you. And he's like, yeah, and and then, but you're still around. Uh, (laughs) And I'm not going anywhere to take that seriously or whatever. That's a little... Yeah, it's a little problematic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just slightly. slightly. That happened. That happened to me too. Everything that you said pretty much happened to me. Also. Oh wow, yeah. really? Yeah. 
Dang. Which I've never, to- I don't even know if I've told you guys this, but I was like, not, early, not early legally married. Podcast uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was not uh, legally married, but I was like socially married. I had a ceremony. Um, I didn't get legally married because my like health insurance would have been all messed up. And mm-hmm. like, I have uh, bipolar medication that I need to take every day. And if I, if my insurance gets like messed up in any way that means i have to pay like 900 dollars a bottle it's not even my only medication yeah. what, what state are we talking about here huh were you what state are we talking oh, about california oh, really? yeah um but yeah so yep i didn't really know why i did it but i kind of just got married and uh god it was pretty much that like a lot of this the same stuff because i i was like yeah i'd never um really seriously been involved with any girls uh but i didn't like i knew i wanted to at some point and like it got to the point at the at the end i was with him for like five years um where i was like i can't ignore this anymore like i have to talk to you like i i have to like can we try maybe an open thing that's what i tried Mm. that's what i tried because i didn't want to split up with him Mm. necessarily but then he said he'd think about it and then the next day he was like no i want to split up and i was like once he said that i realized the whole time that i actually did want to split up and i was just like not ready to do it until he like let me do it in a way Mm -hmm. but before he didn't and i tried to break up with him before and split up with him and like well, he was just kind of an abusive piece of shit anyway, so there's that. But it was like, <laughs> so then I had a whole, like, new life after that. And yeah. I've only been separated from him for two and a half years. It's um, a great feeling, this first, you know, I'm only just now and within a year of being separated from this man. It's and it's so like, weird, oh my God. Good. Right? I have a life. I actually can mm. live my life and not regret anything that i do you now. can do what you want now my decision and yeah. my decision alone so oh it's such a uh, good feeling yeah anyway yeah that doesn't sound that doesn't sound sort of uh sort of just about sort of sexuality or or, or queerness that that sounds sort of common right i think being in a relationship that's not necessarily designed to allow you to be yourself in any kind of any it doesn't kind of way, matter right? you can have those relationships and you know, gay yeah. relationships straight relationships that's everybody what, yeah, has that's their a, problems that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. important that's important to say right yeah and, and so I, i'll go ahead go ahead no no uh, i was just gonna say like you know and it doesn't matter how you identify what you know you problems exist right and problems are not singular to just one group of people or like straight people have their problems or gay people have their problems it's like Mm. it's a mix that's cool thing i think about doing the podcast is uh sort of we we get a lot from folks some about sex others about companionship and some folks blending the two and and it's 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 kind of cool to know that it's uh sort of it's it's the spectrum right it's it's Mm -hmm. never one or the other or It's a case by case basis. Everyone has their own understanding of like themselves and what does it mean to be queer. And there's like just a different equation of of romance and sexuality. And I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's still there's still this sort of commonality that our everyday sense of sort of gendered sexual identity politics asks us to forget. 
right? Mm-hmm. So all the stuff that, that, that you've been talking about so far, Ash, I don't think is restricted to, you know, uh, one particular type of sort of, uh, you know, sexuality, whether it be queerness or, or, or whatever else. It mm-hmm. seems to be this common kind of thing between between all folks, the, the, you know, sort of being unsure about your own sexuality or how to engage with someone around sexuality. Um, is, uh, it's not like a sort of queer issue. It seems to be a youth issue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The real question is how it is that our society set up to give us the tools to deal with that at that particular age, right? Mm-hmm. Or marriage or companionship or these kinds of things, you know? I do see a yeah. lot of more resources <clears throat> now for... Right. Um, Right. kids who are younger that could be going through this where I was like oh my god yeah. if I would have had this when I was their age <laughs> like I would have been so much more level-headed right. and like had more like self-esteem and felt secure in my life right. yeah and I'm like that's why I try to get so involved in the community on campus here and you know just in the LGBT community because I want to reach out mm-hmm. I don't ever want anybody to go through what I went through right. and not have anybody to talk to <clears throat> I hear that a lot. That's pretty yeah. much why I like to do all of this stuff. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, I don't want to have anyone go what I had to go through with having no resources and, like, thinking that I'm a blight upon the earth and that I have, like, a mental illness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not someone, that's not something anyone should have to feel no. just for being who they are. No. So it makes me so happy to know that, like, kids are more comfortable now and there's like more resources in public schools and just all kinds of awesome things and it's great yeah it really is it like it makes me so like happy to see like i'll be talking to kids and like that they're like very out by the time they're like 12 i'm like oh my gosh yeah i'm like you you go man you yeah. go and um and then i'll like I'll talk to them and I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's because, you know, I had some, I had like a mentor program or they had this program at my high school and like where they would bring, you know, youth that had similar issues and we could talk about it and they had counselors there. And I'm like, wow, where, where was this? Yeah. Like, how, man, I feel like so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a process, right? Oh, yeah, it is it's a process. It's developed over time. Yeah, you can't expect change all, all at once, mm-hmm. but dang, I do wish they had it when I was young. Yeah. But You're here now. <laughs> that's, that's the part that gets me, though, right? So there are all these commonalities, and you give folks the resources and the tools and whatever else, and our society becomes more accepting, uh, but we still do it on the uh, along the lines of difference, right? And so what we do then is we still set people up to be different. You know what I mean? Even if we're going to uh, accept you as different, we still set people up to kind of be different. I think the, the narratives that we're getting or the, the conversations that we're having around the podcast really speak to more similarities than they do mm. any kind of real difference. Is that, does that make sense? Sort of. Can you like w- rephrase there or be more specific? The, just the fact that we all have the same issues and experiences around our sexuality. Mm, yeah. Right? Like they were dismissed, right? Didn't get enough resources. You had to look for yourself. Or not just not just queer folks though, mm-hmm. right? Like like mm-hmm. like everybody has those questions around sexuality. So it's not it's not the sexuality that makes us different. Mm-hmm. Different. It's the it's the lack of resources or access to these kinds of things that situate us as different. But ultimately oh. there's the the differences don't seem to really be there. 
Does that, yeah. does that make sense? I think I understand. We like them. Yeah. It's the same needs. It's the same experiences. Mm-hmm. It's the same, you know, whether it be around marriage and bad relationships, whether it be around abuse or whether it be around even all of the great things, right, that come out of sexual experiences or engaging with a person's sexuality, right? It's, it's, it seems to be all the same, but we still set it up. Society still sets us up to interact as different, mm-hmm. right? which then makes young people on campus think that, oh, I've never mm-hmm. had anything with com- in common with them yeah, because they do things that are different, right? Hmm. Not the case, though. Yeah. It's a, it seems to me to be a sham. But a- anyway, maybe maybe for another day. <laughs> <laughs> another day. Yeah. Uh, I'm just surprised at how within the past, like, <clears throat> 10 years, I feel like things have changed a lot. Yeah. Um, I, like, I remember Prop 8 and mm. being in in high school freshman year and god there was just so much tension around all of that and i mean it was unbelievable it was like so divisive and you, you couldn't trust i couldn't like trust any adult to talk to about that yeah. and it was just like such a nightmare but i found my own way to kind of deal with that quietly and have my own opinion obviously and like you know uh, find people in pockets of social spaces that weren't <clears throat> like me and uh but with even within like yeah like 10 years like th- th- a lot of people who I never thought would come around are surprising me pleasantly surprising me mm. which is when I like family or uh even like politicians, although I have to be, I am a little sketched about that because sometimes I'm like, you just want to say what people want to hear. But the fact that people want to hear that, you know, <laughs> queerness is okay is also a big thing. Like the, I think the majority of, uh, maybe you would call it the middle class or whatever, mm-hmm. you, in order for things to change, I think you have to kind of like get them on your side. You know, you have to like convince oh, yeah the the middle class that some kind of uh movement or just way to be is like acceptable Mm -hmm. and then once that happens then you start to see a lot of Mm -hmm. of changes and um so yeah it's that seems to be how it's gone but we still have work to do so maybe some people are too poor to care and others are too rich to give a damn and then the folks in the middle you're talking about right are the ones that actually Mm-hmm. enforce right or, or yeah no, absolutely right. and then you start to see target commercials with <laughs> gay white couples yeah. Yeah. wow we really made it folks well, or, uh, this pride parade sponsored by yeah. starbucks or something you know yeah. what i mean or snack commercials that hint to a, a, a couple right mm-hmm. you know, and, and those kinds of things and then like well we don't know but yeah, they put it out there for you leave it i see you. what yeah. you're doing yeah. That's a whole other conversation True. to unpack, but True. but oh man, so so thanks for uh, thanks for for joining us today and and sharing your experience with us. Um, uh, we we appreciate you taking the time. Any final like thoughts or? Um, I just would like to say uh, that uh, I've been gender questioning for a while, and I I've figured it out and I even though it's a you know fluid not you know static process but um 
today I'm very comfortable in my own skin um, and I am gender nonconforming. So I go by they, them, theirs. If you see me on campus, um, that's it used to just be sticking to that on campus, but uh -huh. now you can call me that anyway. Right? Okay. Yeah. Or any pronoun, honestly. It doesn't matter to me, but like. I think that's fantastic that you've been able to find that to find yourself even even more yeah that's uh that's just such a big step and i love meeting other gender non-conforming people because it's just cool <laughs> i don't know i just find someone a... else gets it too yeah. yeah we gotta get a high five uh sound effect because that was kind of like clap <laughs> yeah we gotta get like a <laughs> explosion but no, thank you for uh, having me and letting me uh, tell my coming out stories. Yeah, no, you know? we appreciate it. It's fantastic. Yeah. So we got into a lot of great, juicy topics um, this episode, uh, especially a lot of stuff that I personally could relate to on kind of a separate note, but like it was almost uncanny mm -hmm. kind of the parallels between their story and my story. Yeah. I thought so. I thought so too. That sort of high five moment, right? Where, yep. where you and I seem to seem to have some really similar kind of experiences. Similar taste in music. <laughs> From the very beginning. Yeah. Similar taste in music. Uh, I'm pretty sure my mom probably said something along the lines of it's a phase at some point. Um, and, like having a, a girl that you kind of farmed it with mm -hmm. like kind of messed up uh and then yeah that and then like getting married to a guy like what <laughs> i thought i was the only one i guess that yeah. it's like uh even though you know i'm bi now i'm like married to a dude and now i can't like access this other part and maybe mm -hmm. maybe that maybe that sort of what you just said the uh, the only one right maybe that's sort of the the real central kind of theme in Ash's in Ash's yeah. uh, narrative or, or or tale or or what have you. They you know? thought they were the only right. one right. in the whole world, right? right. Since they was, were moving, yeah. yeah. Since they, they were always moving around, not really having like mm -hmm. able to build a lot of connections, I guess, yeah. right? The pressure of the pressure of that too, right? Feeling sort of as the only one, or or not knowing. Um, well, first of all, waiting for this phase to end, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then feeling as if you were the only one, and then blowing it, right? Like that. I mean, like the wow. What are the stakes? You know, when <laughs> when you're the only one, and you just ruined it. You just messed it up. You know. Yeah, dude. You're like the two people on the moon, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then you got a rock, yeah. and you just like hit the other one in the head. Yeah. And now that you're the only yeah. one on the moon, now they don't got to follow on Facebook now. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the the following from afar on Facebook, it's right. or uh, just whatever, mm -hmm. and the awkwardness that comes with that. Yeah. What, There's a lot of. One of the things I thought was was really interesting is is unlike some of the other, well, most of the other um, episodes that we've done so far. Ash had this sort of major moment with her or their sexual encounter, right? In the in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, and then had to go about figuring it out after the sexual encounter, mm -hmm. which I thought was which was I thought was 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 interesting. A lot of folks that we've talked to already are having this emotional kind of moment mm. and yeah. trying to make sense of the emotional moment. 
and then having a sexual encounter that maybe puts it all into place. But Ash's story, they, they had a, a, a different kind yeah. of experience, right? Yeah. Basically. It was a, which, yeah, it can go either way. Um, I, at this point, I wouldn't really be able to say, like, most of the time it's like, it, it'd be like this, where the emotions are first, or the experiences first. Right. Yeah, you look like a uh, Pippi Longstocking right now. <laughs> <laughs> little no, Debbie. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. Little, little Debbie, yeah. I'm like, this Snack is awful. cakes. Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all want some zebra? <laughs> zebra cakes? Anyways. Yeah. No, um, but, uh, yeah, the, the internet. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, 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 yeah, the internet, that's, that's, that's a crazy place to have to learn about, uh, I mean, how do you mess that, I mean, how many ways can that go bad, I guess, right? Um, there's almost no limit to how bad it can get. <laughs> well, they saw the goodness of it, right? They saw yeah. the right. connect with other people, talk about their hidden feelings, emotions, or wants, desires, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, getting the unsolicited desires from other people at the same right. time. So that was a really good dynamic going on right there in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I thought it back then. I remember that the idea of the chat room was kind of everywhere, and it seemed like you know it seemed like the future. Right? <laughs> yeah, in the chat mm-hmm. room in cyberspace, and I feel like maybe that's died down a little bit since then. But at the same time, I guess the those kinds of online spaces are still are they still real spaces that people are, are, are sort of live and experience themselves through or. Um, not really with the same like dynamic I think like um there are yeah I suppose that there are chat rooms where you can go to meet random people but that like AOL chat room kind of like website where it's like pick a topic well I mean maybe it exists but I haven't seen it right um and I consider myself fairly internet savvy Right. Um, but at the same time, there are still like forums where mm-hmm. you can go into threads and you can post topics, but it's less, it's a less of a, like in the moment kind yeah, of, yeah, like instant experience, right. instant messaging. Yeah, and it's yeah. more of like right. almost correspondence. Right. Right. In a way. Yeah. Which that's, so that whole sort of futuristic moment of living inside the internet in cyberspace kind of thing seems to have passed well i still see I some know. like google, uh, i do like go google search and sometimes you see like yahoo questions oh my post. gosh oh. yahoo answers yeah, i can't yahoo believe answers, it go. it's still going it's strong still going. and there's a podcast about that really? uh, that is one of my favorites maybe i i won't plug it because it's nothing to do with this but like uh i will say okay twitch which is a streaming channel uh-huh. Where it's kind of like TV, I guess, where if you have a camera, you can kind of have your own TV channel and get like followers and stuff. And there's always a chat board. There's always a board mm. where people can come in and they don't have to know each other. They just have to be or a YouTube live subscriber. Right. YouTube What's live. What's that? I guess you like you do like a live recording. Oh, and YouTube pe- live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah, have yeah, comments yeah. occurring at real time, mm-hmm. and people are just saying, "Hi, I'm from so and so place." Mm-hmm. And they're just talking about the topic or the video on the what. Yeah. It depends. Mm-hmm. It's almost more of a multimedia experience there you now. Go. I would no, guess. Multi- instead of 2D text. Yeah. Something like that. But do you, do you think do you think then that those spaces are becoming um, the spaces that 
young folks who are now in the position that Ash was then, are they using those spaces now in the same way that Ash had to use the chat room or, the, or that the, the sort of coming out in the chat room is like, you know, that, that just sounds sort of 90-ish or 2000-ish. I think now it has changed more that like in general, there's people more that are accepting and more more out, I would okay. say, generally in this area, right? I notice yeah. it. People mm-hmm. are more free talking about their sexuality or desires, right? Same-sex desire. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more open now. Right. People are open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, times have changed definitely and the, the technology has changed as well. So it probably had to adapt to right. now. So that's, so that's interesting, right? So so Ash then, and, and someone else mentioned the same video. Maria, I think, yeah. So I know I farmed it again. So, so <laughs> the so, straight uh, face. So 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 okay. So so but Ash and this other person right have that that moment, um, and then are using the technology of the time, at least in Ash's case, to then explore, right? And that moment now is is gone and won't happen again, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that kids are 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 in the same way, sort of coming face to face with their sexuality through media in the same way that Ash and, you know, other folks maybe were in the past. It, 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 there's some, something something different, right? Not yeah. new. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. new, but something something different. So I wonder what that is today. Well, I guess I can offer a little bit of insight into that. Um, <clears throat> so I think on, like, more mm-hmm. popular social media blogging or microblogging websites, mm-hmm. such as Twitter and Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of support um that is available mm-hmm. to someone like ash but in like this day and age right right for um for that and also youtube actually right. yeah because a lot of people vlog on youtube right, you right. know i saw some guy he came out on instagram on his live story mm. and then um then he posted a, that live video onto his feed and everybody's like commenting like oh i'm very supportive of you they put like he got like a million likes or mm-hmm. something because he came out right. at like 20 or something instead of some seedy damp dark dank chat room right or <laughs> on a mac deep web <laughs> yeah, on a, yeah the deep web right a deep space where it smells kind of like urine funk. and uh, oh. yeah exactly exactly Scary the whole funk stuff. of that yeah the whole cyber funk of all of that right all the psa's of don't post pictures on your of yourself don't right. reveal what right, your last right. name is but but i wonder then if that so so people would imagine right if 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 the move from those nasty deep uh web cyber spaces to this sort of more conventional mainstream space where people can go online and see someone coming out through their you know uh social media feed or you've got a snack commercial that sort of hints Mm. to two men or two women um being sort of romantically involved or you know the 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 laundry detergent commercial where there's a stay-at-home dad mm-hmm. who's doing the laundry for the kids, and even though there's no uh, explicit sort of mention of this person's sexuality, it appears that you know they're they're targeting a particular group of people. So so with all of this going on and that 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 sort of mm-hmm. movement from one place to the next, people would assume that oh well things have gotten so much better, but I imagine if we were to talk to a young young person today say 14 or 15 that that coming out experience it's different but it's different but i don't know mm-hmm. that it's any less heavy mm-hmm. and i don't know if if i guess what i'm really questioning is 
for someone who's 14 or 15 years old coming out today, is that experience less menacing? Right. You know, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. Oh no, I worked at a high school for three years okay. and I would notice that a lot of um, young students were like 10, like they were 14. It was mm -hmm. like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, I have a boyfriend, whatever, yeah. and they're saying sex. And I was like, wow, they're just like blatantly just set it out in class. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, that would have been like, you would right. got shamed or something, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's more, op um, people are, well, I don't know what it is now. Maybe yeah. the media. Well, it's, it's weird, right? Because yeah. at the same time, so, so, so that's the case. And, and I think Ash mentioned it too in, in their narrative. Um, that they were excited that there were young folks who had already sort of embraced that yeah. that, that thing, right? That that moment in their lives. But at the same time, you know, we've got these things on campus to teach you how to be more um, uh, open and accepting, right? Mm -hmm. There's sort of workshops that faculty have to take. There's right uh, inclusivity yeah, workshops. Right, yeah. yeah. So we still we still mm -hmm. haven't worked it out. So. I wonder then what's the impact of that on folks who are still trying to, you know, figure that out today, younger folks who are still in that process. That's a good question. That's a very intriguing area of exploration because <laughs> I don't know whether I'm technically like the same generation as I uh, probably not. I think I'm on the cusp of like they're the next generation, you know Who's what that? I mean? Just Ash? like people and oh. no, 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 not oh, Ash. Oh, oh. I think they're the same age as me. Okay. But like we were talking about, uh, you know, like 14, 15 today, yeah, year olds, yeah, like yeah, today, absolutely. like tweens and teens. Mm -hmm. right. I think I might only because of the way that the cultural shift has changed. I would consider them the next generation because of a different attitude. I think that there is amongst right. them about what's okay. Right. Um, and they seem a lot more accepting. Yeah of well, themselves and others and that's the trick though right and that's what i'm talking about that's the trick so so if we use racism as a as a sort of uh, uh, another example mm -hmm. right you would think that we've come such a long way you've got mixed marriages and you've got black and white mm -hmm. folks dating and all of these other kinds of things right but at the same time i would argue that the word nigger is just as common today as it ever was so you've got this climate where racism is supposedly not having, the, you know, not as important or not having the same impact or all of these other kinds of things, right? But at the same time, a five-year-old black kid is going to hear the word nigger, right, with, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. And so while you still have all of these folks who might have uh, be living in an environment where their sexuality is more accepted, there's still this sort of anti-queer right sense that is the norm that is the general yeah right? i would say that is the case yeah. um i would say that uh i we still have a long way to go if, uh, if yeah if we ever get there and that's that's i guess the point right so what we've done now is we've created these spaces that are acceptable for queer folks mm -hmm. and as long as they are willing to come out and then direct themselves to that section then it's fine then it's cool because they're over there because you're over there in your gay section and you're right? not here right uh. but as soon as you step out of the gay section though then oh, there's problems oh, and that's the and that's the weird yeah and that's and that's the the weird thing and i wonder if that even part of it like the chat room seemed to be that right the chat room said okay well we're going to set up the gay internet oh i see i see you see <laughs> 
Right? There's the gay part of the internet that that that, that Ash went to, right? Yeah. So that's segregated, yeah. segregated sexually or... That's, so I don't know if things are getting better. They're just... Mm-hmm. We're getting better at segregating. That's... Compartmentalizing. That's, that, there there we go. that's the point, yeah. Yeah. And that, those are all the things that I couldn't help thinking about when, when, when listening to Ash's mm-hmm. uh, narrative, you know? And, and, and over the, the generations, people are talking about, oh, it was this experience then... And now you've got people coming out on their social media feeds and all these other kinds of things. But I wonder if that means it's better or have we just gotten better at dealing with how bad it is? Maybe we measure it on a different level or right, a different right, a different yeah. route right. or measuring stick. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of different angles you can tackle that, right. that this whole issue. And uh, I think that's what we try to get at here, right. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the whole, I guess, point of the unconditional love thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When are we going to get it? Right. Hmm. How so, do we get it? Or, yeah, yeah. Is it really a point we yeah. have to reach? Is it possible? Yeah. I mean, I think so, but. Well, I guess the I only way to, to know is, is to do more shows yeah. and see how people are feeling about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if you enjoy this show, then I would encourage y'all to tune in again next, uh, next episode. Yeah. Yay. All right. So take care. Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back for our next episode. In the meantime, for more narratives, please visit culturalmediaarchive.org and click on Archive tab. Feel free to send us an email with any comments, complaints, or suggestions. You can reach me at frankieyounger at gmail.com. And you can reach me at anthonyj at ucr.edu. Take care. Media Archive.